the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Happy Easter, my friends. Pray with me as we begin this morning. Speak to us this morning, Lord. Give us your instruction. Fill us with your spirit. Help us to be the people of your redeeming, the people of your transforming. We are listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Peter was a wonderfully spontaneous and passionate man. That's one of the aspects that endears people to him. It's also one of those personality characteristics that can get people into trouble, as it did for Peter quite often. He was always so quick to react, saying things that hadn't been thought through, and it created many opportunities for Jesus to instruct not only Peter, but the rest of the disciples as well. Prior to the arrest of Jesus, we find Peter declaring that he would even die for him. This is the way Peter said it. If all the rest of these fall away, I will not. That was when Jesus told Peter that denial would be Peter's reaction to the struggle that lay ahead. Those were crushing words to Peter, whose self-awareness led him to believe he had strength, he had boldness, and he had passion. Denial was not a word Peter would ever have used to describe himself, ever. But he did deny. And the gospel accounts point that out. And after the rooster crowed, we find Peter wept bitterly. He thought he was strong. He thought he was faithful. He thought he would die for Jesus. He thought wrong. He denied Jesus. And the rooster crowed. My friends, the rooster still crows. Because denial is a struggle in our lives, too. Of the several definitions that Webster gives the word denial, this one comes the closest to what Peter demonstrates. Denial, the refusal to acknowledge a person or a thing. You know, in Luke's account of the two disciples of Jesus walking to Emmaus, it is clear that they did not recognize him, primarily because they were preoccupied. They were emotionally broken. In their pain over Jesus' death, they could not expect to be walking home with him. Their pain was an unconscious barrier to their vision. But with Peter, we have a different kind of dilemma. There is an awareness, but a refusal to acknowledge. This is a conscious decision. I know him, but I will not admit to knowing him. Denial is revealed by our words or our lack of words. Let me illustrate. In the late 1960s and early 1970s, I was a very young seminarian living in Chicago. It was winter. It was cold and windy, as it always is in Chicago. I was asked to come to a meeting in California and eagerly agreed to travel to a much warmer climate and to briefly visit some family and friends as well. I boarded the plane. I found my seat. I put my backpack under the seat in front of me buckled in and began to browse the in-flight magazine. 
The middle seat was empty, and I hoped it stayed that way. The window seat was occupied by a young businessman. At least that's how he was dressed. And I guess he was five, maybe six years older than me, late 20s or perhaps very early 30s. Shortly after takeoff, he began to strike up a conversation with me. It got around to the point of asking the inevitable question, what do you do? I really didn't want to talk with this man about my life. I especially did not want to get into a religious discussion. So when it came my turn to respond to the question, I answered, I'm a graduate student in Chicago studying education and religion at two schools there, North Park and McCormick. I had made it. He didn't ask anything more. Maybe he really didn't want to know. No matter what, I was relieved. Much later, I became troubled. I recall sitting alone in the San Jose airport and reflecting on that incident. It was almost as if I could hear a rooster crowing. I had denied Jesus. At least I had denied that I was connected to him, and I had denied Jesus a potential opportunity to be introduced to someone. I, like Peter, was a denier. Now, I've become keenly aware that this is an example of denial that is not unique to me. I've heard many stories over the years from others that say the same thing. Many people have denied Jesus at one time or another when the opportunity came to acknowledge him. They either changed the subject or they were silent. To deny does not just mean to openly say, I don't know him. Denial can be done by silence just as effectively, perhaps even more effectively, because even more effective than our words or lack of words is denial that comes from our actions. We deny Jesus in our lives when we show action that is not his action. When we act out of hostility to others, are we not denying Jesus' way and as such denying Jesus in us as Lord? When we act out of selfishness in our life, are we not denying Jesus' way and as such denying Jesus in us as Lord? When we quarrel, neglect, degrade, gossip about, intimidate, and verbally abuse, are we not denying Jesus' way and as such denying Jesus in us as Lord? A couple years ago, I was driving on the Merritt Parkway Traffic was horrible, as it usually is. Then a motorcycle passed me on the right, driving down the breakdown lane. He proceeded to pass two more cars and then pulled back in front of the third car in front of me. The driver of the third car decided to let the motorcyclist know of his disapproval, so he laid on the horn, and I mean laid on the horn. And as the traffic stopped, he nudged his car forward until he gently bumped into the now-stopped motorcycle. Then it began. The cyclist got off his bike. The driver of the car jumped out of his car, and all traffic stopped in both directions on the merit. Fortunately, their war was with words only. But I must admit that their war of words became a part of my own insides. How many times have I beat the traffic by sneaking down the breakdown lane? How many times have I not let someone in or made sure they knew of my disapproval of their driving style? 
How many times have I slowed a bit to teach the driver behind me a lesson? How many times have I honked or laid on the horn? The actions of these two men that day revealed really my actions. And I've become more keenly aware that my actions are either revealing Jesus in my life as Lord, or my actions are not of Jesus in my life as Lord. And it doesn't matter if others know that or not. That is the reality. The question is this, is Jesus the Lord of my actions? One more thought on our actions and denial, and it is this. Denial is also revealed by our lack of action. And lack of action is perhaps the most effective denial of all. Jesus calls us to be a people who initiate love. We initiate love with acts of kindness, which authenticates our faith and is a witness for him and is a sign that Jesus is our Lord. We initiate love with acts of justice, which authenticates our faith and is a witness for him and is a sign that Jesus is our Lord. We initiate love with acts of reconciliation, which authenticates our faith and is a witness for him and is a sign that Jesus is our Lord. When we do not do these things, are we not participating in the denial of Jesus, essentially denying both him and his intended ways for us? My point is this. The denial of Jesus is a part of all our lives, and denial can be done with words or with silence. Denial can be done with actions or a failure to act. It is to the problem of denial that Jesus brings resurrection. Peter's in Galilee waiting for the resurrected Jesus who said he would meet them there. Somewhat tired of waiting, he invites six other disciples to join him for an all-night fishing trip. They head out into Galilee to fish. By early morning, they're heading toward shore, having been skunked. From the shore, a man tells them that there are many fish on the right side of the boat, and there are. Sure enough, they cast their nets and make a huge catch. And that's when John blurts out. It's the Lord. The disciples get the fish into the boat as Peter swims to shore. There he finds Jesus preparing a breakfast for them all. That will now include a few of the fish they just caught. After breakfast, Jesus has a conversation with Peter that I'm certain the others overhear. Jesus asks Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? And Peter answers, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus says, Then feed my lambs. Jesus repeats the question a second time. Simon, son of John, do you love me? Once again, Peter answers, Yes, Lord, you know I love you. Jesus says, Then take care of my sheep. Jesus asks a third time, Simon, Son of John, do you love me? Peter answers again, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. And Jesus responds, Then feed my sheep. 
There are many lessons to be learned from this conversation between Peter and Jesus. We can save that for another sermon or two sometime down the road. For today, hear this. Jesus' questions are a resurrection for Peter. Jesus' questions give Peter a resurrection from the denials he had made on the night of Jesus' arrest. Three times Peter denied. Three times Jesus gives him opportunity to declare his love. Three times Peter denied in public. Three times Peter affirms his love in public. The other disciples hear it all. Resurrection from the death of our denials comes in new opportunities to admit in words and actions that we know Jesus, that our faith and our trust are in Jesus, that Jesus is our Lord. In this coming week before us, we will have several opportunities to be raised from denial, to be people who are alive in Jesus. When someone raises a topic of faith or church, Will you declare your faith in words? When an opportunity arises for you to be helpful, will you declare your faith in action? When an opportunity arises for you to encourage justice, will you declare your faith in words and action? When you are insulted, neglected, cut off in traffic, and so forth, will you declare and display your faith? Here's the truth. Listen carefully. Here's the truth. Each one of us will indeed declare our faith. We will declare our Lord many times over this week. And the question is, who will be the Lord that we declare? I pray that each of us may see every experience that comes as another opportunity for us to be raised from denial and to declare in action and word that Jesus Christ is our Lord. I pray that as each of us is faced with the challenges of life, that we might see this as a Jesus asking the question he asked Peter, Do you love me? I pray that we will respond with words and actions that say a resounding, Yes! And by that display that we are indeed people of the resurrection. May Jesus Christ be praised by us throughout this coming week. Amen. Please pray with me. Spirit of the living and loving God, fall fresh on us. Refine us in your fire of love. Mold us into the likeness of Jesus. Empower us to be your agents of love by the indwelling of your Holy Spirit through Jesus Christ, our resurrected Lord, who changes everything, including us. Amen.